when you have your spiritual awakening and you turn to Jesus and say, you're Lord, I believe you for who you say you are, son of man, son of God, Lord and Savior, not just a prophet and a teacher, I repent from all these things in my life because you're showing me in your mercy all of the sin that has existed in me, ways of thinking, speaking, behaving that are not aligned with who you are, that are not aligned with what you have for my life. I want to change. I want to follow you. When you have that kind of spiritual awakening, one of the things that can happen is you start to develop, in a healthy sense, the practice of waiting. You start to develop the the practice of waiting on God before making decisions. Maybe for the first time in your life, you start asking God, God, what do you think about these decisions that I'm making or that I'm about to make or that I'm thinking about considering? And so that's really healthy, especially if you've never done it. But what can happen is you grow in your maturity, spiritually, so to speak. You're in a different season. Now it's not winter. It's not spring. It's summer. And you're still wearing a cold weather jacket. You have moved into a new season, but you haven't changed your way of thinking. And so now it's been years since you've had that moment of repenting every, repenting of everything and following Jesus, inviting him to all your decision-making, and you're still asking him about certain things, waiting on him when he's saying, wait a second, I've given you everything you need to make a decision for yourself. You don't need me to give you the green light. And a different way of thinking about this, I was reading this the other day, Hebrews 5, 13 and 14, for everyone who lives on milk is still an infant, inexperienced in the message of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained their senses to distinguish good from evil. When you go from the place of I'm an infant on breast milk to now I'm a toddler eating real food, there's a change in not just how your body functions, but the permission that you have. When you go from being a toddler to a child to an adolescent to then a young adult, you grow in your responsibility or the things that you have authority to make decisions on. As a young adult, you no longer have to go to mom and say, mom, can I have this? By that point, mom trusts that you know how to feed yourself. Whether or not you make the right choices is another discussion, but you know how to feed yourself by that point. And For some of us, right, as we're growing in our spiritual maturity, maybe we're not recognizing that we're still thinking like we're just in the first stage of our spiritual awakening, that we need to ask God about everything, not understanding that you've already asked him about those things and he's given you the answer, hey, you have responsibility, I trust you, go for it. You don't want to be the person who finds themselves in the dead of summer wearing a cold winter jacket complaining that it's hot outside, right? As you grow in your spiritual maturity and maturity in other ways, you got to be asking yourself, wait a second, am I actually in control of this jacket that I'm wearing? Like I'm still wearing this jacket. What season am I in again? Oh yeah, it's summer. I need to take this jacket off. Oh yeah, God already walked me through that. He gave me some understanding and authority to make those decisions responsibly. And this is the thing that I can be doing, trusting that he'll be with me that I can move on from this relationship, that I can take this job opportunity, that I can go to this location, that he is with me. Now, there's a discernment that needs to be happening, 
And that's the knife that we're sharpening. We're sharpening that knife of discernment all the time. You got to accept the fact that you're going to make mistakes in life. But the real fear for people comes into play when they're like, well, what happens if I go ahead of God? What happens if God is not with me? And my question is, you know, if you don't think God can be with you, even through your mistakes, then I'd kind of go back to who do you think God is in the first place? I'll end this with a very short story that's very personal to me. And it's just one way that I've grown to learn this on the journey. It was a very difficult way to learn. But long story short, my dad was very sick and uh, it was nearing the end of his life. And if you've never experienced this, when somebody goes into what's called hospice care, not all hospice care is for this, but uh, by and large, one of the purposes of hospice care is to support somebody's end of life with the most comfort that they can possibly have, meaning less pain and at home with their family. And so this was all a very big kind of like last minute. This all happened quickly. He was already sick, but just the the kind of downward spiral that started happening happened rather rapidly and faster than we were expecting. So now we find ourselves in this place where we're at home. We've got hospice care. And, you know, they're talking about decisions of how to bring him comfort in the final few days of his life. And one of those means is through medication. Now, when it comes to medication in this example, uh, the only person who can give or the only people who can give that medication are people in his family. So that responsibility fell on us. And there was this decision moment of, are we going to move forward with medication that would essentially help him pass comfortably, but it would really leave no or little opportunity outside of a miracle for him to recover, um, which, you know, my mind was on this one track of like, we're getting through the weekend and he's going to go see a doctor and we're going to keep fighting. And, and then in a quick moment or a few hours, it seemed, we turned into this 180. And now it's how do we make him feel as comfortable as possible in these final days? So very difficult thing to accept, and I was having trouble with it, to say the least. But as we were deciding about this medication and whether we were going to administer the medication to make him feel more comfortable, because he was definitely in pain and he was suffering, and it was very difficult to, to watch, and I'm sure more difficult to go through. So as we were making this decision, it kind of came to the point where there was a bit of a hey, I think one thing, hey, I think another thing. We got all got to come to an agreement. And really, it was about acceptance. Like, is this, is this what we're going to do here? And is this the best thing? Does this take away the opportunity for a miracle? I mean, there were so many things that were, you know, going through my mind at the time. But um, eventually, this, this conversation led to, you know, me having this moment with God, it's like two, three in the morning, something like that. Uh, nobody is awake. And I'm on my knees praying with this medication in my hand. And I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what do I do? Because I'm the one about to give my dad this medication. Uh, and, and I feel that weight of responsibility. And it's not ultimately, it's not, it's not my decision. It's the family's decision. But I, I'm the one who's about to do this and nobody's up right now and nobody else can do this. 
And so I'm just on my knees asking for that guidance. And I know I hear the voice of the Lord. He's spoken to me many times before this moment. And now more than ever, I need him to speak very clearly to me. What do I do, Lord? And I get total silence, nothing. If you could hear nothing, that is what it sounded like. I get absolute no inclination of one thing or another. And in a state of real, like, not confusion, but just a little bit of disappointment, I make that decision that, that ultimately the family had come into agreement with about just trying to help with the suffering through the medication. And so I, I give him the medication. And I remember shortly after, I'm just laying down. I, I lay down on the couch. I can't sleep at all. And I pull out my phone and I just start writing because I, I thought this is a really pivotal moment in my life and I don't know what to do right now. I don't hear from God. Uh, I'm in a total state of disarray, and, uh, and I just want to get some thoughts out. Maybe this will be uh, important to read someday. And if nothing else, it just helps me right now, maybe. So I start typing, and, you know, something to the effect of, God, where were you in that decision? I didn't hear anything. And immediately, the response, I just felt Holy Spirit so clearly. He said, it didn't matter what you chose to do. I was going to be with you. And I knew right then the character of God. In my, in my mind, that silence was disappointment. But he knew that I'd come back to him asking that question. And in that moment, I learned a lesson that was more valuable than if he had given me clear instruction when asking. And I've learned that it's not that I, I can make whatever decision I want all the time. That's not the point of my message right now. It's that there are times when God really does empower us to make decisions and make multiple, so to speak, right decisions, if that makes sense. And I don't want to use this as an example for multiple right decisions. I, I want to use this as an example for understanding that God is with you. And, and it's since that time that I've been able to kind of go through life recognizing God, even when I make mistakes. And guys, I've made many, many mistakes since that time. Not, not I don't try to, but I've made many mistakes, you know, small or big. And knowing God is with me has really changed the way that I approach decision making with the Lord. So Ecclesiastes 3, there's a time for everything. Go back to that, have a read, be discerning. Are you in the winter or the summer? If you're in the summer, don't walk around with that winter jacket on complaining that it's hot. Recognize that God is with you. For those of you who've been walking with God for a while, just recognize that you probably have a green light unless shown otherwise, meaning Walking with God looks like a daily thing. And if you're truly walking with God, you know, just be asking for the red lights, glaring. Asking for those red lights. Lord, stop me, shut the door, show me the red light, make it clear. And plan your ways and let the Lord order your steps in the process.